Welcome to this episode of CTU Speaks, CTU at AFT. Homie, I was taught by a Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher. I learned to read and write from a Chicago teacher, so I'm inspired by the fight from my Chicago teachers. I'm your co-host, Jim Staros, and I'm joined with... His better half, Andrea Parker. You know, you keep saying you're the better half, and I'm, I'm finding that to be unlikely. Why? I don't know. Why can't we just be equals? I thought that's what it was all about, Ms. Parker. Equality. It's really about equity. And there's a difference. Nice. <laughs> so what are we talking about this uh, this episode? This episode is about CTU being sent out on a delegation to the AFT convention. And for those who are out there that do not know what the AFT convention or the AFT stands for, it is the CTU's mother Union, the American Federation of Teachers, and they had their biannual convention on last month in July. And about 80 of us CTU strong members went to represent CTU and represent our teachers and our families and our students on issues that impact us and to make them national resolutions. So we had a great time and there's a lot of things we definitely want to share with you about that convention, which was Jim and I's first in-person convention. We did go a couple years ago online. Yeah, that wasn't fun. It was not as memorable as this one in person. In Boston. It was in Boston. That was fun. I used to live up near Boston too. So that was kind of cool to go back. Yeah. Up in Boston again. You know, it's been a minute since I've been there, but I liked it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it as well. I was able to take a little trip, mini trip to uh, Harvard. So you can't be in Boston and not go to Cambridge and, you know, see Harvard. There you go. I found it to be super expensive. Did you find that to be true, too? I didn't really purchase a lot. So, and, but, you know, we were in the tourist section. So, you know, everything is going to be super expensive. The food was expensive. Some of it. Yeah. I, I had a $40 sandwich. What's a $40 sandwich? I did, too. And I That's had $38, nuts. $38 crab cakes. Yeah, I know. Right. That was I don't know. It it's just crazy to me. I don't understand that. But anyway, maybe that's we not just cheap, Jim. About. People probably listen to us saying that we're cheap and, and crab cakes can be $38 and lobster sandwich can because you did have a lobster sandwich. I did have a lobster sandwich. That's it true. wasn't just a regular turkey or you know, cold cut. Yeah, it was a lobster sandwich. It was. That's true. It was Fresh. a lobster roll. Anyway. Oh, anyway. So yeah, you know, at the the AFT conference was really cool because there's about there were over four thousand people from different locals around the country from yes. big locals like New York and LA to little tiny ones. I met some, some dude from uh, this little local outside of Akron, Ohio. Very cool dude. They very progressive there. I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't have thought of like, you know, rural Ohio is having this big progressive streak to it, but apparently it did. And mm-hmm. it was very interesting to meet these people and see not only what they're doing around the country, but the influence that CTU has on a lot of these different locals around the country. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we did at the AFT convention is that we break off into smaller groups to deal with specific issues or resolutions that are going to be passed at the national level. The importance of the national level resolutions is that these are going to be the guiding principles for the entire AFT. The AFT as a whole has 1.7 million members in it. So when you get 1.7 million members that are pushing in a single direction, that can have a real influence on policy nationally. So that's why these resolutions are actually pretty important. The committee I was on was dealing with the idea of organizing as a priority for the National Union. And 
you know, coming from CTU, it might seem like that's like a duh, like, of course, we're going to be organizing, right? But that's new for AFT. When the leadership came into uh, CTU, you know, a decade or more ago, we kind of brought this idea of organizing as an important component for standing for what we believe in. The people aren't going to just give us what we want. We have to go take it. And an important part of taking it is organizing. If we don't get public opinion and these ideas organized, we're never going to be successful. Well, that was something that at the National Union, they weren't always, let's say, in agreement with with us. And this is one of those places you can really see where CTU's influence has really pushed the national narrative on how we see things as, as a union. And there's a lot of fighting about these different types of resolutions and stuff like that. The organizing issue passed unanimously, one of the few that passed unanimously, really showing how things have changed and there's this groundswell of support for us getting out there and advocating for more than just the regular bread and butter issues that you would think we would be concerned with, hours, wages, working conditions, but kind of taking to heart that adage of it takes a village to raise a child. Well, if that's true, we need to support that whole village. And that's our job here at CTU and one of those things that we are doing at the National Convention. I agree with that, Jim. And even though I am a middle school English teacher, I participated in the Higher Education Committee. And that committee was very very important because one resolution that we focused on was debt cancellation. We know that Mm -hmm. many people, many Americans, yes, um, suffer or are facing college debt years even after they graduated. Many years. (laughs) Jim, okay. so (laughs) That's me. Lots of debt. So... Some teachers have debt that exceeds their annual salary. And because of the interest rates that are attached with it, it's hard for them to get out of that debt. And so what the AFT recommended, and I put, I'm going to toot my own horn, because in the original resolution, it was asked that our government counsel debt for millions of Americans. And I said, we need to amend that resolution to include all Americans because Woo-hoo. we didn't want any gray area. All right. Right, well, these, these group of Americans can get debt cancellation, but these group of Americans can't. So we didn't want any gray area. We didn't want any room for interpretation. So we made sure that we put in the resolution all. And so that was also voted. I don't know if it was unanimously, um, but it was it was up there. Um, but it got, it got passed. Nice. And so that's what we're going to be pushing because um, we know that debt affects our family, our, our, not just us as teachers and educators, but our families. And how we spend our money. And we and we know that debt can bring about stress on not just ourselves, but our families and even indirectly our students. So we want to make sure that teachers, PSRPs, all of our members are able to focus on teaching and not worry about, oh, I can't do this activity. I can't help my students with this because I got to worry about this debt and all the interest that is attached to it. So we really aren't going to fight. Uh, for debts to be canceled and just for a new way that if student loans are taken out, there'd be a new way to repay it with no interest because the interest is is insane. You know, I was reading a report at one point, the, um, you know, the student loan debt is somewhere close to $2 trillion. And one of the things that really struck me was one of the groups, the over 60 or over, I think it was people over 60 years old, 
of that two trillion dollars, they owe something like almost four hundred billion dollars of it. Wow. So think about that. You've been paying on your student debt for thirty-five years, and you still owe all that money, and it's all because of the interest, and not just interest, but the the predatory loan practices as well that they've done. That I found they did a lot to my student loans. I didn't even know that they were doing illegal stuff to my loans. I didn't even oh, know really. That. Yeah, probably until, mine too. <laughs> yep, until no. I was at the AFT conference talking with some of these people, and they're like, "Did they do this and this?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, wow. "That's illegal." I'm like, "What?" I mean, it's just really crazy. Like, why? Why does the government need to make a profit on our edu- on educating their own people? That's nuts. You know, I understand we have to pay back the money we maybe borrowed. That might be one argument, but to say that we need to make a profit on that as a country that that that's senseless, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially when we want to support innovation. And we know that uh, helping students get a higher education helps support innovation. It helps create a thriving middle class. It keeps mm-hmm. people out of poverty. So we want to support people going to school and not stress them out after they get out of college. And we know that during COVID, student loan payments have been deferred. So it has not broke our economy either. That's right. So let's let's see what we can do. And again, if we can't cancel every day, which I still think we should, then we again, as you stated, just let people pay back what they owe. And if they have already paid back what they owe, cancel it and not continue to add this compounding interest onto it. For and for what? It's it's too overwhelming. There's not any reason why you're in your 60s, near retirement, or already retired, and you still have to pay debt, especially in a field that we say is essential, that is necessary, and we're not making a a whole lot of money in this career. So come on. And then not just that, but there were student loan repayment or debt forgiveness programs that only like 5% of people benefited from. Because again, probably some imbalance of decision-making. So cancel that. Cancel the student debt. Agreed. hundred percent. And maybe we should do another podcast on student debt and stuff like that. That feels like I agree. a good podcast. I'm sure we have a whole lot of guests. I'm sure we could. Them. Yes. But why don't we get to our guests for today and uh, let's get to them now and see what they had to say about the AFT conference. Yes. Cause they've been waiting. They have. So we're here with Tammy Vincent, who is a special education teacher, and with Lori Torres, who is our Spanish teacher, as they are going to discuss in depth the AFT or the American Federation of Teachers convention that we just recently had in Boston last month. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So last month, AFT delegates from around the country went to Boston to attend the national convention. Some of us got COVID while we were there. And and that's that's nasty. And I'm not saying it was me, but it was me. So anyway, (laughs) that really wasn't even one of the questions, but I thought I'd throw that in anyway. So I guess I'm kind of looking for what is the purpose of the AFT convention and why should regular CTU rank and file members care about what happens there? Well, one reason is that we pay dues to the AFT, the American Federation of Teachers, the national organization that represents us, lobbies for us. They're uh, connected to a lot of things that are going on politically and legislatively. So uh, we should care because they'll advocate for us in terms of uh, 
evaluation, school closing, assessments, and other things. That makes sense. And Lori, what kind of issues did they discuss there? What kind of issues did they bring up? I think one of the um, important takeaways I got from it was we're hearing issues that in our 2019 bargaining were part of the issues we brought up. Um, Our houseless students, the importance of fully staffed schools, um, community schools, all of those things were part of the discussions we were having with um, members from across the country, which was kind of nice to hear, actually. That's true, because we were like about 80 deep. We were surrounded by teachers unions from all over the country, California, Michigan, New York, everywhere. So it was such a just awesome camaraderie to just be in that place to focus on issues that affect our students and our families, as well as our members. Um, So if many of you all do not know what the Chicago Teachers Union have is we have a monthly delegate meeting called the House of Delegates. And in the House of Delegate meeting, we discuss like resolutions that we are going to support. And so the AFT is kind of like that, where it's like a big House of Delegates meeting where you have delegates from all over the country that come teachers from all over the country, teachers, PSRPs, nurses, and other um, clinical um, health professionals that come together. And we um, talk about resolutions that we feel need to be put on the forefront and that our government officials need to be aware of. So with that being said, Tammy and Lori, what were some of the most important resolutions that were discussed or passed at the AFT convention? We discussed so many because, uh, as you know, the AFT has committees similar to the committees that we have within the Chicago Teachers Union. So each of those committees met and prioritized at least three resolutions that were submitted again nationally. I was in the uh, Human Rights Committee and the uh, one resolution that um, that was promoted as being really important to the conversation was one on Asian American uh, Pacific Islanders uh, rights and, and uh, making sure that the national union spoke out against the mistreatment of folks within that demographic. And also uh, there were some conversations about one that we had reported from CTU that did not actually make it because there was a, a single line in the resolution that alluded to defunding the police. So again, there has to be a political will within these committees to promote things. And that one was decided outside, I guess, of our function that the funding of the police was not something that they wanted us to support nationally. So again, each committee had those discussions and that was just the one that I was on. But there were, um, we spent two days discussing resolutions and voting them up or down. And our goal now is to see how they're implemented on a national scale. Right, and so Lori, I know this was your first um, in-person at least uh, AFT convention. So what was your experience like? How did, how was it similar or different from what Tammy's sort of explaining there? I think for me, one of the takeaways was we we're in this convention discussing resolutions, and I was in the political action committee, which is what I do in the Chicago Teachers Union. And for me, it was uneventful, that piece of it anyway, right? Where we're going through the resolutions as a committee to then bring to the floor. 
which I think was sad for my colleagues who were with me from our union, right? Um, they got to see the process, but two of the three resolutions that came out of our committee were submitted from the executive board. So that left one for us to actually truly debate. So that piece of it was interesting to me. Um, my last convention was completely virtual. So that left a, not a clear picture of what really happens um, when you're in person. Well, that makes sense. As this was my first in-person convention as well, um, I went to the last one that was virtual and it was, it's a very, well, I mean, we all know it's very different feeling when you're virtual versus when you're in person. You don't get that interpersonal connection. Um, you don't get the same feeling being in the room with a hundred people who are sort of fighting things out. It's a little different when everybody's on mute and you know, they're saying stuff under their breath, but you can't really hear it when you're in person. You can definitely hear it. Um, which is always sort of an interesting part of the the discussion scene. You know, when somebody presents something, the people next to you are mumbling, oh, you know, um, you don't get that virtually. It's a, it's a very different experience. So Tammy, we know that you have been uh, to several conventions. So we know that possibly they have changed over the years, especially the last decade or so. So um, tell us about that. And also talk about CTU's relationship to the AOT convention and how that may have changed over the past decade? I have not been going for a decade long yet. (laughs) (laughs) My first convention might have been, I don't know, it was after uh, after 2012. So it's almost moving up to that point. So again, in in our committee and what I've, you know, in terms of my interaction with other folks and getting feedback, the CTU resolutions are currently being well-received. Prior to that, and I think it was uh, maybe 08 or 10 or whatever, when uh, CORE, as a, as a caucus of delegates, not, not in the uh, union leadership yet, so it had to be 08, they attended convention. And uh, the keynote speaker, again, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance at a con- convention. So you have all sorts of dignitaries, all sorts of you know, perceived important people that are there. So this year, the important person was Bill Gates pretty much the architect of ed reform, the policies that are being used to close our schools, give us common core, and just enact policies that don't benefit us as educators. But he was the keynote speaker at AFT. So in 2008, the caucus of core chose to walk out on that section of the, of the convention in protest. Because how dare you bring someone to causing us harm and elevate them a position of importance within our national union we're paying dues to. Correct. So roll back to my first convention in 2012. I think at that point, Karen had gotten on the executive council. I don't know if that was her first year on their executive council. But again, we moved um, the national, in my opinion, a little bit to the left because at that point, there were conversations about social justice unionism. Not full scale because they're still mostly liberals. You know, New York still dominates, but at least the conversations were there in successive years. Come to this year, we bring in the guy, well, they bring in a guy from Amazon that's leading a strike against uh, Bezos in Amazon. They bring in uh, folks that are talking about sustainable community schools and other things that are relevant and things that CTU elevated years ago. So there has been movement. 
Yeah, you know, that I found that to be one of the most interesting parts of the whole convention was talking to different members from different locals around the country. And, you know, it's sort of weird, like when you're day to day in CTU doing our stuff that we normally do, it feels, I don't know, regular, like that's just the way it is. But then you go and you talk to these other people and they're talking about how inspiring that Chicago is. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's, it's actually very, I don't know, it's very uplifting. It's very encouraging. Um, and to see that what we've been talking about is social justice unionism is taking place all around the country. Um, at the the little breakout session that I was at for our resolutions, um, we were talking a lot to the uh, the teachers from the Baltimore uh, local. It was great. We were coxing with them and they were really on our side and we were going back and forth about how we can improve these resolutions and make them more socially conscious and more developmentally friendly, I guess, to the communities that we're supposed to be serving rather than just this top-down leadership that kind of is how it had been in the past. I found that to be the best part. Like all the other stuff, that was kind of cool, but this was like really seeing how we are taking the lead around the country and really around the world on how unionism needs to be focused and bringing that forward to other areas was very inspiring to me. I was very impressed with that. You know, Tammy, I was just wondering, like, you know, since you've been to a few other conferences, like, have you seen that as well, that it's been, you know, taking, you know, little steps forward year after year? And is this better than other years? Because I, I don't have any real frame of reference for that. Oh, absolutely. As I said, the needle is moving. The folks that they bring to us don't necessarily resonate with the folks in the audience. So I think um, just seeing who they're highlighting as keynote speakers, that that's change that's moved even um considering the fact that there's like a fed i don't know his last name there's a, a black male vice president i don't recall uh there ever being a male vice president that was like on the stage with randy and not only is he male he's black so there's been movement yeah i, lo- I love to hear that um when i was there one of the most uh, impactful things that i've seen is how the AFT is becoming more and more inclusive. Even though the title is the American Federation of Teachers, uh, we have uh, professionals from all walks of life, especially those in the healthcare profession, that it was even asked that we even change the, the name AFT to include more nurses and other healthcare professionals. And so I just love the fact that the social justice that we are having is having an impact on across not just teacher unions across the world or in the country, but other unions and other careers. And we're all becoming on one accord. And I really appreciate that. So that was one of the most impactful things for me at this um, 2022 convention. Uh, what would you all say was probably the most impactful thing that you all saw, something that really stood out for you at this convention this year? I think for me, one of the pieces I was most, I wouldn't say proud of, but most engaged in was listening to, in the Great Hall, the new mayor of Boston, listening to her speak to the work she's done with the Boston Teachers Union and it not be contentious talk, right? Like like what we're used to. To me, it it was inspiring in the sense of reimagining what that relationship could be like for us if we put the right person on the fifth floor in Chicago. I'm excited about that. 
I agree with you, Lori. I thought it was really good to see the it wasn't a team's relationship revealed on stage. They seem to work in harmony together. We don't know the uh, the nuances of their contract or anything like that, but it was still good to see them working in collaboration and seeing what that could look like for the city of Chicago. So uh, I second that statement. Tammy, what about you? Resolutions, I think, are awesome because they give you a, a like a guidepost and a mindset. They give you a historical reference to things that are being done. So there was a study that was uh, presented by uh, the president of the, the New York uh, local for uh, AFT. Again, CTU, one of the first to acknowledge the fact that we have a decline of uh, black educators and we have uh, don't have enough educators of color in the system, in any system national. We, we saw it, but AFT funded a study to, you know, I guess, gather more data, get more information. But there's now a game plan to address it. One of the things, again, I think the proximity to Congress, or, you know, the relationship with the White House on a national level there, it could be impactful. So the fact that there's been an acknowledgement, there's a plan and there are connections that can be made. Hopefully we'll see some movement. That's a really great example of something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago wasn't even on the radar at AFT. And now because of the advocacy work we've been doing through CTU and us as rank and file members getting involved, this is being brought to the forefront and funded at the national level. Um, and that's that's amazing. I mean, that's 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 a really good concrete example of how we've really moved the needle forward on social justice activism around the country. And, you know, I. Obviously, we can't all attend an AFT conference, right? It's the delegated conference. We have to be elected into that position. Um, but how can members, if I'm a rank and filer right now listening, being like, damn, I'd like to get more involved in this, try to move the needle nationally on what needs to be done. How can I get involved more in the union and as you know, working their way up to being a delegate? And how can we get more involved in CTU to help this work go forward? I think we can't say enough that we need our greater membership to work on joining our committees in-house. Um, it's kind of the starting point for some of this work. I definitely agree um, with you, with um, with you, Lori. There are so many committees we have at CTU, at least about 20 committees that we can uh, be involved in. And this podcast has come out of the um, the CTU PR and communications committee. So it all starts with an idea. And I joined the communications committee about four years ago. I did not know where that would take me. I just wanted to come in and help probably be a part of writing more commentary for the cut magazine. But um, I became the chair and there are just so many things that you can do as a member, because we have so many different committees, we can get involved in our on the school level, being a part of the of your school PPC. PPC means the Professional Problems um, Committee, where you and a team of teachers are working uh, with a delegate and talking about school related issues. And there are just so many things that you can do. So to see much of our work being heard on a national level, let us know that my work as a teacher, as a rank and file educator is not in vain, that we do have power and there is power in numbers. There's power um, in our membership. There's power in knowledge. And I just hope to see more delegates next at our next conference, which will be in Houston. So 
uh, members, if you want to go to Houston to our next uh, AFT conference, get involved and you may be there and just be able to be a pioneer of change. Is there anything you all like to share that we haven't mentioned already? You know, to the point that you guys are making in terms of committee work, in terms of uh, school-based work, community-based work, get involved in things that are going on in your community because, again, most politics is local, but a lot of this is national. As educators, no, we don't all have the bandwidth, so just start small and do something. Get involved. That's right. Well, th- thank you guys so much about coming on the show and explaining you know, what's going on at the AFT convention and how we can get involved and about the, the difference CTU has been making nationally and the, uh, the voice we've got around the country and around the world. Thank you guys very much. And hopefully you all come back soon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much, listeners, for listening to our episode of CTU at AFT podcast. We want you to continue to be faithful listeners. We are available at every podcasting platform. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get in contact with us with any comments, concerns, ideas, please do so at our number, which is 312-467-8888. Again, 312-467-8888. Jim, are there any other ways for our listeners to get in contact with us? Oh, yeah. There's hella ways you can get in contact with us. Besides calling us at that phone number that Ms. Parker just shared with us, you could also email us at ctuspeaks at ctulocal1.org. You can also probably find us on all these different podcasting platforms. Click subscribe, whatever else you have to do. There's like a little bell on some of them, I think, that lets you know when there's a new episode coming out. I don't know if that's true for all of them, but I think it is. Instagram. I don't know. Maybe we're on there. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't even know. I don't know. I think Jim just wants to hear the sound of his voice. But I do want to just say the school year is upon us as you all hear this podcast. So we're just hoping for a great 2022-2023 school year. I know that we started back earlier than normal, but let's just hope for the best. We're going to have a great year. And also, please um, visit our CTU page and see what committees you would like to join. We will definitely want more educators involved. There are many committees that you can be a part of. There is definitely a committee for you. We have a special education committee. We have a social committee. We have a legislative committee. And I don't want to take too many others because I don't want to leave any more out. But we have so many committees. Again, we are a social justice union. And everybody in, nobody out. All right? So with that being said, we are CTU Speaks, where we only speak what matters. And we will see you next time. Yes, we will. Bye.